Welcome to Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap. I'm Ryan Jenke alongside Corey Litton. Welcome back to another week of fun. Fun racing action, especially at that Coca-Cola 600. Yeah, that was definitely uh, definitely an interesting race. Probably one of the more exciting ones that I've uh, witnessed in quite some time. Yeah, well, we'll get to that and and uh, and a lot more. Um, what do you got? Uh, what do you got up first? Well, first off, we started up this last week on Thursday, May 26th at the Norman County Raceway for their season opener in Ada, Minnesota. Reese Stenberg lapped everyone but Jamie Deitzler to win in the Midwest Modifieds for the first race of the season. Then Owen Carlson came all the way from Somerset, Wisconsin to win in the Race Saver Sprint Cars. Rich Pavlicek and Andy Spud Wagner were both sent to the back of the pack and managed to challenge race-long leader Scott Jacobson on two separate occasions, but Jacobson ended up holding both of them off to win in the Sport Mods. Uh, Brody Eckert, he passed two-thirds of the field to win in the Hobby Stocks. Then it was Hollywood Ty Wilkie who dominated in the Legends class. Then to wrap up the night, the cool cat Calvin Kesselberg held off a hard-charging Rob Van Mill, also nicknamed the Cheetah, to win in the <laughs> stock cars to the delight of the hometown fans. Very nice. So we have a you know an announcer booth out there that I get to work in, and yeah, when he uh, he picked up the win in that one, that that uh, the hometown crowd there in Ada, Minnesota, really went nuts. They went nuts. That's cool. They love their locals winning up there. Oh yeah, it definitely. Um, I like the nicknames. Have we talked about the nicknames before? Where do the nicknames come from? Do you make the nicknames? Um, I've come up with a couple of them. Um, usually, though, my sense of humor works in a way where people don't really like to use them very often because <laughs> I tend to be a little bit, uh, uh, little, little mean with them sometimes. So, uh, the cool cat that actually came up with came out from the announcer from Ada, uh, Mark Askelson. He kind of said it. One time he said, uh, boy, that Calvin Kesselberg being a cool cat right now. And I turned to him and said, that's a new nickname, isn't it? And he goes, yep, we're running with it. And then he went right back to announcing. Should have uh, cool cool cat spelled with K's as well. Uh, you know, it, we might have, might do that. Um, uh, I don't know. Throwing that many K's in a row is not not that good unless you're pitching. So, <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> so yeah, but I mean, the cool cat Calvin Kesselberg has a good alliterative alliterative property to it. There is easy for me to say. <laughs> and Hollywood Ty Wilkie. That's one of them. Uh, I I gave him a nickname before that, called him the Teen Idol Ty Wilkie, and uh, that went for a while. But uh, he got kind of got the nickname Hollywood because he just kind of showed up looking like he came from Hollywood. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, I'll have to ask his uh, mother more on that one <laughs> to figure out where the where the nickname Hollywood came from. But I stuck with it. Okay. And how about how does uh, how does uh, Andy feel about Spud? That's a nickname, I believe this came from uh, a guy up in Ada, Jim Berkmeyer. Uh, Andy Wagner, uh, his family owned the, the the bowling alley up there. And when he was a kid, he'd be working there with his dad or whatever. And during a bowling league one night, I think Jim Berkmeyer just started calling him Spud. And it <laughs> stuck. And he's been using that since he was a little kid. Yeah, perfect. All right. Uh, that was Thursday, May 26th at Norman County. Then we went on to Friday, May 27th, just this last Friday here, Red River Valley Speedway season opener. Yeah, we finally got one in. Uh, Andy Spud Wagner, he avenged his hometown loss from the night before, charging all the way up from his 10th starting spot all the way to win his uh, first career Red River Valley Speedway win in the sport mods. Randy Klein started 10th in the stock cars, tried to do his best Spud Wagner impression, but came up only .078. <laughs> 
short to Colin Hibden on the last lap. Wow. And that's uh, Hibden's first stock car win and only his second start in as many days, too. So he started... His first stock car start was Thursday night, and he got his first win Friday night. So good, uh, good run by that kid. Uh, his nickname also, uh, Mark Askelson's trying to use it, call him the Karate Kid, <laughs> uh, which <laughs> I find kind of funny. I, I should probably put that in there. Um, Hollywood Ty Wilkie had issues in the heat race where his wheel fell off coming on onto the track. Really? Um, yeah, it just it went, the wheel went farther than the car did because <laughs> uh, all of a sudden he's coming on turn four just as he entered the racetrack, and it all, the wheel fell off and rolled away from him um he started 21st and proceeded to make a uh, quick work of the field and on uh on the way to his second win in as many days dan dowling made the move up to the hobby stocks and it paid off with the opening night win out there and going into the modified feature both austin and casey arneson had combined for four of the last five opening night wins mm. at the red river valley speedway while austin charged up from his 11th starting spot to take to uh, make it five out of six in front of his teammate colin hibden the Karate Kid, uh, and that was an awesome race between Colin Hibden, Kate, uh, Austin Arneson, and Jesse Skalicki, the Fargo Flash, which that one came from another friend of mine named Chad Meyer down in Iowa when when uh, Skalicki put a whooping on them down there at one of their <laughs> events. Um, uh, yeah, they were three wide for a long time. It was a fantastic opening night race out there. I know the Speedway Shots has a great uh, couple of pictures out there that got put up onto the Red River Valley Speedway Facebook page where oh. they're all three wide, and they are going in and out of traffic. It was a fantastic race for opening night out there. The fans were going pretty nuts for it in the stands, too. So that was an awesome, awesome race. Yeah, and uh, as we record this, it's Tuesday, uh, so Friday was... was uh over the Memorial Weekend was a long time ago. Yes. But, but, but if I remember right, it was a beautiful night that night, wasn't oh, it? Oh, absolutely beautiful. Usually we're used to you know, having great days of, uh, of weather leading up to that day, and then we'll have like 30-mile-an-hour winds coming into the stands. But no, sure. that wasn't the case, and it, it, uh, wind was actually pretty calm that night. Uh, track did dry out towards the end, but it still, you know, it, it got a little dusty in the stands. But it wasn't as bad as some of those nights where we're getting, you know, sandblasted by yeah. uh, by the wind and everything. Uh, but it was it was an overall good night. Uh, it was an excellent night to be in the stands out there. We yeah. actually left the door open, didn't have to have the air conditioners on in the booth, so we got to hear everything real nice and loud. And it, while I got to announce the races out there, so it was it was a fantastic night. Good. All right. And, and finishing up that night, Ty Hanton he uh, rounded up the night with his race saver sprint win while leading every lap out there, uh, and he was real pumped to have an opening night win. Oh, I bet. And and uh, sounds dominating too, huh? Uh, yeah, he was. He had a. He started up front and just had a had the car to beat the entire time. He just kind of walked away with it. And never really was challenged throughout the night, but yeah, he did, he he did a good job. Yeah, well, good. Um, so it, that was a beautiful night, but uh, the the weekend as a whole was not all that wonderful. What, what how much racing did we get in last, um, last week? Well, I know uh, I know a lot of uh, starting on. We'll, we'll just start straight from Wednesday last week out there. I know Forks Karting Speedway got their opener in. Uh, then Thursday, KRA Speedway and Wilmer got their opener in. Uh, back at your neck of the woods, Tri County Speedway and Wishick got mm-hmm. a night in. Then uh, I ninety four Speedway in Fergus Falls, River Cities Speedway and Grand Forks, Brown County Speedway. They all got their openers in on Friday night. Uh, well, their races in on Friday night. A couple of them were openers. Uh, Jamestown Speedway was able to get a race in. Viking Speedway, I believe, got two in this weekend. Um, North Central Speedway got one in. Devil's Lake got their opener in. Um, 
Bemidji Speedway, the Chicken Shack Nationals were able to uh, occur out there. Then uh, Casino Speedway also got a race in. So it, they were able to get a bunch of races in there. I do believe uh, yeah, Monday's races were all rained out, obviously. Yeah. But, and there was some tough weather. And like to send uh, our best wishes out to everybody over at the uh, Houston Speedway, which got r- damaged heavily in the mm. windstorms that were out there. I know the roof and some of the some uh, the roof of the the main grandstands got taken off. Oh, really? And, and thrown all over the place. And I know the catch fence is all damaged from just the pictures that I've seen. And yeah, it's it's bad, and it's not at a good time for them either because this week is supposed to be the World of Outlaws for them. So, oh, really? Yeah, the, the the swing for them starting in Grand Forks up to the, up to uh, Sunday with them is this week. So hopefully they can get something in out there and it's not damaged too badly. Right. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Hopefully they can uh, they can get that put back together real quick or or it wasn't uh, wasn't as bad as it looked on the pictures. Correct. So, yeah. Okay. So. Uh, um, did you want to go through any of these in greater detail, or you want to move right on to the to the world and national news? Sure, we can just give away the results on this one here from Wednesday, May twenty fifth, the Forks Carding Speedway season opener for the Forks Carding Association. Uh, rookie class was uh, one novice rookie class won by Maverick Omdahl, Ricky Gas, Dalton Babcock, the junior one Ryder Blasky, junior two Addison Aaron's. Senior medium, Adam Thorvalson. Masters, Eric Thompson. Uh, junior one, Yamaha is Noah Wagner. Got the win in that one. Then it was the junior two Yamaha winner was Charlie Good. Junior one, winged, which I believe is the new class they have out there where they actually have a roll cage and a wing on them now. Is, uh, that was won by Cash Schmaltz. Uh, funny story about him. I know last couple of years, unless he's grown a lot, uh, he had a he had one of the Ricky Bobby fire suits made up, so it's it's pretty cool looking. I always got a good, I always got a kick out of that anytime I was working with the Grand Forks Racing bunch out there in the go karts. Uh, moving on to Thursday, May 26th, KRA Speedway season opener. They finally got one in. Street stocks were won by Braden Brower. Uh, Pure stocks were won by Cody Hatch. Midwest Modified's Brandon Merriworth. Super stocks won by Jake Knapper. Hornet Peyton Ash. He, we've heard already from him. He went out in Alexandria a few weeks ago. Uh, Mod 4's Tommy Bodden, who is, I believe, the defending national champion. And the Modified's Shane Sabraski. I've given up on, how many, on counting how many wins he has because he keeps winning. So every time I have one... That I can put in my notes, he gets another one someplace else. But yeah, he's in the in the 770s right now, I believe, in his win total. Wow. Then uh, at the Tri County Speedway, the home of the Tunner, hobby stocks are won by Paul Mormon. Legends won by Alex Kukowski. Street Stocks, Chris Ritter. Modifieds, or Midwest Modifieds, excuse me, were won by Dawson Zabel. Move on to uh, Friday, May 27th at the I-94 Sure Step Speedway. They had the Street Stock, a Steffa Street Stock Tour out there, so they had a pile of cars for that one that was in Fergus Falls. Limited late models won by Travis Sauer. Street Stocks, that was Ty Egan. And actually, I believe that's Travis Sauer's first win in the limited late models. I could be wrong on that one, but I mean... I, I shouldn't assume it's his first because he can win in anything. Hmm. He can win an uphill wheelbarrow race while sitting in it. <laughs> <laughs> He's pretty good. Um, street stocks, Ty Egan, uh, modifieds or Midwest modifieds, won by the Ayatollah of Brock and Rolla, Brock Grunwald. <laughs> That's one of them I came up with there. He went by the Brock star, and I thought I'd take it one step further. <laughs> And it's also a solid Chris Jericho reference if you're into wrestling. Yep, yep, it is. <laughs> Late models, uh, Bang Bang, Danny Bang. Um, he got the win in that one. And then uh, Short Trackers won by Zach Court. 
then we moved on to uh, the River City Speedway up in Grand Forks. Street Stocks' Trey Hess got the win out there. Then it was the Midwest Modifieds Lance Schill. More from him late, later because he won in the late models right after that. Oh. And then in the NOSA Sprints, after two years off from being in the country and being able to race at all because of COVID and everything, the Winnipeg uh, Manitoba native Thomas Kennedy picked up the win. Really? Yeah, good run for him, and you know, nice to see him. Nice to see him come right out the gate that fast and that good. Yeah, he, he was out of the country for a while. Yeah, he lived in. He's from Canada, so he couldn't make it into the country, and they don't have a lot of sprint car races oh. up there. So he he showed up finally, and yeah. then he got the win. COVID and stuff. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, the street stocks, or we go down to Brown County in Aberdeen, South Dakota. Jaden Chris picked up the street stock win. Midwest Modifieds were won by Lauren Johnson, the Dirt Doctor. Super stocks were won by Trevor Nelson and Modifieds Dale Ames. Then on to Saturday, May 28th, Jamestown Speedway season opener and Armed Forces Night. Bombers were won by Hayden Aberly from Team No Green. The Slingshots, Caden Bronner. Street Stocks, Billy Crist picked up the win. Jaden Crist got in second. And uh, these are other drivers from the Team No Green. Uh, third place went to Clay Jenskow, who uh, also is a Team No Green guy. So they went one, two, three. Congratulations on that. The Midwest Modifieds are won by Tanner Thies. Legends Alex Kukowski picked up his second win in the weekend. And then uh, 67 years young Johnny Carell won the Modified feature to open up the season. Wow. Yeah, great to see that guy still still getting after it. Nice. And one of my many favorites from when I was a child. And I, I got to appreciate him even more now that I got to work in racing and, and get to meet with, with him a lot more often. Sure. When did, how long has he been going? Does he start fairly young? He started in the 70s, so I, I believe it's late 70s, early 80s. Uh, okay, so, so 40 years. Or, yeah, okay. he's been around roughly about that long. Wow, uh, so, very cool. Uh, yeah, awesome job by him out there. He, the, guy, the guy can has never lost it. I was gonna say I was gonna say can still get it done, but no, he just never lost it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so then, also on Saturday was the Viking Speedway Memorial Day doubleheader, night number one, the Florian Fr- Sprinzel Street Stock Memorial, and the Steffa Street Stock Tour in Alexandria. Uh, modified Midwest Modifieds won by Cody the Cobra Lee. The Super Stocks Trevor Sauer. Short Trackers won by Wayland Current. Modifieds Danny Bayer and the Street Stock Tour winner. It was uh, Hunter Carter uh, out there. Then it was the North Central Speedway in Brainerd also had a race night on Saturday night. Hobby Stocks, Tim Otterness picked up the win. Sport Mods, it was Bud Martini. Super Stocks, Tim Johnson. Mod 4s, Patrick Specht, Specht, excuse me. Sport Compact, Brandon Nyberg. Stock Cars were won by Tim Gonskin. The Modifieds were won by Aaron Johnson. Also, Devil's Lake got their uh, season opener in. Trophy class was won by Jaden Mack. Pure Stocks, Makara Johansson. Street Stocks, Greg Josie. And the Midwest Modifieds are won by Preston Carr. Non-wing sprints made the, the uh, trip out there, too, as well. Adam Sobolik picked up the win in that one. Then on Sunday, May 29th, the Viking Speedway uh, doubleheader day two. The Midwest Modifieds are won by the Brock Star, Brock Grunwald. Super Stocks, Bailey Roche. Short, uh, I believe first win for Bailey Roche, too. Short trackers were won by Cole Campson, Modifieds, Travis Sauer, Street Stocks, the Wolverine, Justin Vogel. That one, uh, I'd like to take credit for it. I know I kept selling it. I don't think I came up with it originally, but he one day <laughs> shaved his beard into the Wolverine oh, okay, thing. okay, sure. And really looked like him. <laughs> <laughs> so I kept calling him that afterwards. I don't want to yeah. lay claim. I mean, obviously we have to give him a ton of credit for sure. it because he, he came up with the look. But yeah, good dude picking up the win out there in that Street Stock Tour race out there. 
there, the Wolverine, Justin Vogel. Nice. Bemidji Speedway had their first day of the the fifth annual Chicken Shack Nationals. That would be the Jack Sparbie Memorial Day number one. Mini stocks are won by Conrad Schwind. Hornets won by Justin Barsness. Midwest Modified's Jeff Reed. Mod Force Skyler Smith. Pure stocks were won by Austin Carlson. Northern Renegade Sprints, Ken Hron. And the final winner of the night in the Modifieds was Josh Bolio. And the final uh, race of that weekend that uh, from our listening area, roughly, that got a race in was the 7th Annual Casino Speedway Memorial in the late, with the late models in Watertown, South Dakota. Limited late models, won by Bodie Kroniger. The uh, Hornets were won by Adam Van Der Osteen. That was the first attempt at that one. I th- think I got that right. Um, <laughs> I hope I got that right. If I if I got it wrong, we're going to set up an email account, and you can tell me how wrong I am. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll have to get that done. <laughs> yeah, Street Stocks won by Andy Rosso. Midwest Modified's Mike Nichols. Modified's Tyler Peterson. And the late models were won by Chad Becker. So that'll do it for all of our uh, local area uh, results. Yeah, everything, uh, I think everything yesterday got washed out, right? Yep. Yeah, it, nothing it, it was raining everywhere. Yeah, it was, it was uh, tough sledding yesterday. So, all right, well, world and, and national news, there was a lot going on, especially on Sunday. Uh, the Formula One Grand Prix de Monaco, 79th running of that historic event, happened on Sunday. Uh, that was the first one of the three big, uh, big races out there, uh, for all three of the main, uh, I guess the biggest, the top level Mm -hmm. you can get to, uh, for racing in all three of these, uh, these divisions, um, in disciplines, I guess we call it, uh, at least the ones where you have to turn. Uh, they had, uh, it's one of the most historic races in the history, obviously of the formula one series. It started off the biggest day of the year. It was delayed twice. The first was heavy rains that washed out the initial start. Second was for an incident where Mick Schumacher contacted a barrier causing very heavy damage with the barrier and it had to be fixed. So they stopped the race for that one too. Sergio Perez, unbothered by all of this and dominated the whole day picking up the win. And I just saw on Facebook he signed a new deal with uh, Red Bull Racing. So he'll be racing for them for two more years uh, all the way up to 2024. So. So he gets the big win, and he gets uh, and he gets that money bag given to him too as well. Yeah, he got the prize. <laughs> and uh-huh. the 106th Indianapolis 500, Scott Dixon was running in his final 500, was caught speeding down pit lane with 25 laps remaining, handing the win- the lead over to Sweden's Marcus Ericsson. Jimmy Johnson crashed with another five laps mm. remaining, bringing out the red flag, and he was having a pretty good run, uh, but unfortunately just kind of got out of the groove, it looked like, and I don't know if he was having a tire going down first or what, but yeah. He he hit at a pretty awkward angle too. So good to see that he was okay. He hit pretty much head on in the wall, Ouch. and it, it, yeah, I've seen it not end very well for many people at that racetrack. So glad to see he was okay. But Eric Erickson survived a green white checker to win the hundred and sixth Indy five hundred. All right, we're not talking about this Coca Cola six hundred. Why not? Well, because Watermelon Man got hosed. <laughs> Let a, what did he lead? One hundred and fifty three laps, I think. Yeah, unfortunately. But uh, <laughs> all right, go over but, it. But uh, I'm still gonna talk about it because my guy <laughs> caused a bad wreck, anyways, on his own. So I didn't uh, want to troll you, so I didn't <laughs> send you a message that night. <laughs> it's all right. Go ahead. I can take it. Um, yeah, it was another wild race. It capped off the world's day of racing when NASCAR took to the Charlotte Motor Speedway in front of a sold-out crowd. All the reserve seating sold out. So great that. job that by was NASCAR. Nice to see. 
Uh, Kyle Larson had a practice crash, which put him in the back of the pack to start NASCAR's longest race. And trust me, we could talk about this for about three hours if I wanted to do the long summary. But but uh, we'll talk about Kyle Larson's run in here. He also drug pit equipment out of his stall in the first pit stop. So that gave him a penalty. He had a tire roll away from his pit stall twice, so he got a penalties for both of those. He hit the wall once, spun out once, and was briefly on fire. That was set two separate incidents right there. Was briefly on fire uh, from another pit stop, which was kind of weird. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was all within the first two uh, the first two stages, right? That was before the halfway point. <laughs> um, yeah. So re- then there was a red flag that came out after a wild and scary crash on lap three forty six. Saw Chris Chris Busher flipping four and a half times on yeah. the uh, front stretch. Which would have scored 18 points on the uh, unintentional <laughs> rollover contest, but he's not eligible. We only do the locals only on that one. Uh, he'd have won the game right he'd, there. He'd be at the top of the list right there. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly because I don't want to have to go through and watch every video of every rollover that's going to happen all over and try to keep track of right. that. So that's why if it happens in front of me, I count it. If it doesn't, <laughs> no, it doesn't count. Uh, Kyle Larson found his way up to the lead and see, seemed to have the race in hand. Then Chase Briscoe came on the charge. He pressured Larson heavily until Briscoe spun out in turns one and two, bringing out the caution and forcing a green-white checkered. During the restart, though, Austin Dillon used his new tires to go from six to challenge for first in one lap, but that move ended up causing uh, the race's 18th caution in another multi-car crash when uh, a lot of cars with old tires and a lot of cars with new tires got together. And uh, Demi, Denny Hamlin managed to hold off his teammate Kyle Busch in the next green white checkered for his 48th career win, which was also his second win of the season, putting him in a tie, three way tie, I believe, for uh, first in the the uh, number of wins on the season. Okay. Um, Chase Elliott continues to lead in the points. Ross Chastain is only 34 points back in second. Um, so your guy's doing good there. He, he is good, doing good there. So I worked Saturday morning. Or, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Monday morning. My weekend was all screwed up. I worked Monday morning. I had to be to the station at 4. So I got up at 3, so I didn't watch the whole thing. And I, I was torn because uh, he was doing very well. I watched until the end of the second stage. And I thought, man, I'm going to miss this thing. I mean, he's going <laughs> to smash that watermelon. I'm going to miss it. And woke up the next day. No good. Where do you finish? Uh, you remember? I think it was 17th. I'll I'll check. <laughs> I'll check while you're talking. Well, yeah. He still finished. So he got he got caught up in a in a wreck, right? That's why he uh Yes, he was he was, he was in one of them and yeah, he was up towards the front. So uh he had a chance to really capitalize cuz Chase Elliott was involved in an accident early in the race too. So he could have and I believe uh was wrecked enough to where he had to pull it to the garage eventually. So Chase Elliott still managed to hold on to the point lead though. But Ross Chastain just about had that uh, that opportunity there to uh, capitalize on on making ma- maybe making up some points or taking over the point lead. He finished fifteenth. Fifteenth is still yeah. still a pretty respectable position. It is, but it's it was like ah, he led hundred led a, a third of the race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, that was so. it's unfortunate, but yet he still was able to finish. Uh, Kyle Busch is sitting in the third position. He's thirty seven points back. Ryan Blaney falls to fifty third or fourth place with fifty three points back. Uh, he's still one of uh, the only one of two, I think, drivers in the top ten that haven't won a race, mm-hmm. a points race this year. 
Uh, Martin Truex Jr. is 59 points back in the fifth position. Uh, then uh, coming up next, that'll be Sunday, June 3rd. It'll be Worldwide Technology Raceway in Madison, Illinois, which is uh, St. Louis area. So it, it it that should be a good race. That's an yeah. interesting track. The It's kind of egg-shaped. Uh, I know two of the corners are different than the other two corners. Really? No, two of them are a little bit more narrow and a couple more, a little more sweeping. Okay, I'm going to miss that. We'll we'll get into the reason why here after a little bit, but uh, um, that's on June. Is it the f- Sunday, June fifth, right? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, uh, World of Outlaws, what happened there? Well, after a delay from heavy smoke, this was on Saturday, May 28th at Atomic Speedway in Waverly, Ohio. An interesting way to delay the start of a race. Um, uh, there was heavy smoke that didn't kind of dissipate from the area after the pre-work, <laughs> or pre-race fireworks display. Um, Sheldon Hoddenshield, he was able to score his uh, 26th career Outlaws win and win number four on the year in just 22 races. Uh, both shark racing teammates, Jacob Allen and Logan Schuhart, gave him everything that they had. But the Ohio native, they had them all. He had them all covered. Logan Schuhart finished in the second position. Allen finished in third. Then Brad Sweet finished in fourth. Local Cole Duncan, who was getting the crowd pretty riled up out there, he finished in fifth. Donnie Schatz, um, he finished in the eighth spot. Then we moved on. They took a they took a day off, and then they headed over to the Memorial Day Spectacular, Spectacular at Lawrenceburg Speedway in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Brock Zierfoss looked good right out the gate, but three laps in, found himself in the wall out, and that brings out the caution flag, leading, handing the lead over to Logan Schuhart. Uh, two laps later, Craig Kinzer flipped, bringing a, the red flag out, just as Sheldon Hoddenshield made his way up to second. Hoddenshield is on a hot streak right now, so so if you're a betting man, bet on that horse because he'll he'll pay off, pay off pretty good. Uh, Hoddenshield and Shuhart would later trade the lead on the restart after the restart until Hoddenshield finally got the lead with 10 laps remaining. Kyle Larson he rallied up from his 16th place starting spot to have a slight advantage over Hoddenshield with two laps to go, but the caution flag came out relegating him back to second. Hoddenshield survived a green-white checker to earn his series-leading fifth win of the year and his 27th outlaw win in the sweep of the Memorial Day weekend. Uh, second was Larson, third was Shuhart, fourth was David Gravel, fifth was Spencer Baston, and Donnie Schatz finished up in that 11th position. Uh, Brad Sweet, he continues to lead the points pretty much uh, pretty much from the first month of the, or first couple of weeks of the year. He's had the point lead. And he's just kind of held on to it pretty tightly. Hoddenshield, though, moves up into the second place with 30. He's only 34 points behind. David Gravel in third, 46 points back. Carson Macedo is in fourth with uh, 66 points behind. Uh, Logan Schuhart is in fifth, 80 points behind. And Schatz is sixth with 146 points to make up. Uh, next up for them, that starts the Northern Swing uh, here. That starts up at Friday, June 3rd, River City Speedway in Grand Forks. And then Sunday, June 5th, hopefully they uh, have a chance at it. I haven't heard any talks about them not having this race there. But uh, Houston Speedway in Brandon, South Dakota is uh, on the on the card for that. But uh, it, it doesn't look great, mm-hmm. but but we don't know. We'll keep I know they have crossed there. Yeah, they uh, they uh, they do have a rainout date in mind for the River City Speedway to run on Saturday uh, also. So if they wanted to do that, that'd be fine. Okay. Uh, they, they should be able to race on Saturday. Cool. What about our local guys on a larger scale? How are they doing? 
Well, uh, I got to got the chance to watch the uh, ARCA race for a little bit on Friday, May 27th, and Amber Balkan from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, uh, was the third highest finishing rookie on Friday in Charlotte when she finished seventh in, in the seventh position, one lap down. Bryce Haugerberg, who is one of our other drivers that, from the area that we watch out there, had a graduation this weekend, so he didn't want to skip that to go out to Charlotte, which I would have. But uh, Get your priorities <laughs> straight. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she she was uh, Amber Balkan was one lap down in the race uh, that was won by up and comer Brandon Jones. The next ARCA race will be the uh, closest one to the area, which will be the Calypso Lemonade 150 at the Iowa Speedway in Newton, Iowa, Saturday, June 11th. Then uh, on Saturday, uh, May 28th, the Knoxville Raceway in Iowa, Thomas Kennedy he made the trip down there along with Tim Estenson and Presley Truidson down to the Knoxville Raceway, try their hand against the 410 Sprint Saturday night. All three drivers were able to make the main event, uh, as well with Kennedy as the highest fisher, uh, finisher. He finished in the 14th spot, Tim Estenson 19th, and Presley Truidson in 22nd. Uh, Houston Speedway had a race on Sunday, May 29th, and the NOSA Sprint cars were down there, so there were a a uh, a pile of drivers uh, that made the trip down there that are our local names that we've we've heard of quite a bit around the racing scene. They also had the Tri-State Late Model Series on the card as well, so a few names from that uh, from this area made the trip down there as well for the that tight little bull ring they have down there at Houston Speedway. Uh, in the NOSA Sprint Cars, Ryan Timms beat Kerry Madsen by the to the line by only four one thousandths of a second. Ooh. Which uh, that was uh, that was an incredible finish out there. Thomas Kennedy he got a fourth place finish out there. Dynamite Mark Dobmeyer finished thirteenth. Jade Hastings ended up in fifteenth. Uh, Zach Omdahl did not finish but scored the twenty second uh, position spot. Er, spot Wade Nygaard also DNF'd as well, and he finished in twenty fourth. Tim Essenson finished seventh in the B main, one spot out of making the feature. In the late models, uh, Justin Zeitner won. Don Shaw who owns the I-94 Surestep sure Speedway, he finished in second spot out there. Uh, and he looked pretty good throughout that feature. But Justin Zeitner was just a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave Moss, he finished in the third position. Diamond Dave Moss. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you're playing the at-home drinking game, take a drink every time I give a nickname. <laughs> That's kind of been a rule. I haven't really announced it directly on the air before, but yeah, people will follow that. Lance Schill, he finished in the fourth position. Dave Moss finished in third. Uh, Morgan Ward-Gross, who Jack Sunday had a good interview with a few years back, she finished in the sixth position. Shane Edgington, he came home in eighth. Trevor Anderson in ele- in 11th. Josh Rogotsky, who is kind of a local racer, around the, or races around this area quite a bit. I haven't heard of him much racing in late models, but he... But he had a pretty good showing with a 13th. Blair Nordorf, he DNF'd in 15th. Sean Kerwin out of Morris, Minnesota, finished in 17th. And Scott Ward, he did not finish, but he ended up in the 19th position. All right. Well, there's a lot of racing. We had some uh, had some tough sledding there with the, with the weather uh, over the weekend, but it looks like we still got a lot of racing in, so that was good. What do we have coming up? Uh, next week here. Well, we're going to have uh, Thursday, June 9th will be the Norman County Raceway NX Legend Special with Meet and Greet. Uh, the KRA Speedway will have the Grin Auger Memorial Pier Stock Special. Then we go to Friday, June 3rd, Red River Valley Speedway First Responders Night. We're going to have fireworks and Legends Meet and Greet and Lightning Sprints as well added to the card. It'll be in West Fargo. Then River City Speedway World of Outlaws along with the NLRA Late Models in Grand Forks, and then, again, rain day would be Saturday night for that one if they do get rained out Friday night. 
The I-94 SureStep Speedway has the prelude to the Dick Johannic King of the Dirt with the Rebel Midwest Modified Tour and Superstocks added. That's in Fergus Falls, Minnesota. Dakota Speedway will have Ironman 100 night number one in Mandan. Then in Brown County Speedway, they got a regular race night out there in Aberdeen, South Dakota. Fiesta City Speedway, Josh Grinager Memorial, Pure Stock Special in Montevideo, Minnesota. Runestone Go-Kart Association will be at Winning Edge Raceway in Alexandria that night as well. Then uh, on Saturday, June 4th, Buffalo River Speedway is going to have a test and tune in Glendon. So that's going to start at 1 o'clock. That's the uh, first time they're going to have any cars on there at all. They just have wow. had a tough time getting anything going this year with the uh, the awesome weather we're getting. Into June already. Yeah, I know. That's, it's kind of heartbreaking. Yeah. Then uh, I-94 Sure Step Speedway will have the uh, I- Dick Johannic King of the Dirt with the NLR- NLRA Late Models, Rebel Midwest Modified Tour, along with Super Stocks. Jamestown Speedway has Big Rig Night in Jamestown. Viking Speedway Demolition Derby in Alexandria. Dakota Speedway Ironman 100 Night Number 2 in Mandan. North Central Speedway Meet the Drivers Night in Brainerd. Uh, Devil's Lake Speedway Western Renegade Sprint Car Series will be in Crary, North Dakota. Then uh, we will have hopefully the opening night on Sunday, June 5th at the Buffalo River Speedway in Glendon, 6 o'clock start time, so make sure you remember that. Full night or, full night of uh, racing on hand for, for the Buffalo River Speedway. Cheyenne Speedway, who's also been rained out for the whole year so far. Top Gun with the NLRA late models, that's in Lisbon. Bemidji Speedway, Female Racer Night in Bemidji, Minnesota. Casino Speedway, the 10th Annual Marilyn Olson Memorial Late Model Challenge in Watertown, South Dakota. And then Monday, June 6th, that'll be the Red River Cart Club in West Fargo, North Dakota. All right. We got a full slate again coming up. So uh, we've got some, we, you know, we've got a few things going on here. Some fun things going on, some, some updates to tell you. Uh, first of all, you can find Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap Podcast anywhere you get your podcasts now. And, Corey, you'll you'll be excited about this. Uh, ask and you shall receive. We now have a landing spot on KFGO.com. So that is awesome. If you go to KFGO.com, you go to the podcast section, you will find Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap. Uh, so you can go there. You can... Uh, share with your friends. You can uh, like, like and subscribe. That's what the kids say, right? Like and subscribe. <laughs> Sounds right. <laughs> so uh, you can, like I said, you can find that wherever uh, uh, you get your podcast from. Um, I have mine subscribed on Google Podcasts, um, and so uh, we get. It's it's fun. It's it's coming around. It's exciting. And uh, one thing that uh, we'll get figured out here soon is a place for you to be able to email us questions or suggestions or things like that. So, Corey, I'm excited about this. I'm excited, too. I mean, uh, I yeah, I can't wait to read all the emails telling tell me how much I suck. So, <laughs> I don't think that... I'm not encouraging that, by the way, <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> no, this is... Uh, I do laugh no matter what, so... <laughs> So yeah, this is this is fun. This has uh, been a, a a good thing here, and uh, hopefully you are enjoying it listening. And um, uh, so th- a little bit of news next week. Um, I will be out of town, so there will not be a Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap podcast uh, next week. Uh, a big summary, however. Um, this Friday, next Friday, every Friday during the racing season, you can get a quick update from Corey on the KFGO Morning Crew, Friday at 6.40, right? 
Correct. With with Doug and Dan and the crew there. So you can tune in uh, 790, 104.7, and you can get the Checkers and Wreckers update with Corey Litton every Friday morning at 640. So do we have anything else we need to cover before we head on out of here? I don't think so. Awesome. Thanks again, Corey. Thank you. So, And thank you all for listening. Again, I just went over everything. I don't need to do that again. So uh, uh, thanks for being here, and we'll see you next time.